Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of the Batflip Crazy Podcast, where you'll find enthusiastic, data-driven fantasy baseball analysis. I'm your host, Toby, and today's Waiver Wire Podcast for July 15th will be covering a number of hitters and pitchers. For the hitters, we'll be looking at Cole Calhoun, Nick Williams, Jorge Bonifacio, and Chad Pinder in some deep dives with some quick hits on Mark Trumbo, Mark Kanya, and Elias Garcia. For pitchers, I'll look at Annabelle Sanchez, Felix Pena, and Derek Rodriguez a little more deeply with some quick hits on Wade LeBlanc, Derek Holland, and Eric Lauer. I'd also check, uh, suggest you check out previous week's waiver wire pods. Um, a lot of the players who I discussed on those podcasts may still be available on your waiver wire, so those should uh, continue to be uh, helpful for you. You can listen to us on iTunes and a number of other podcast platforms. The podcast is new. Um, We are hoping that you're enjoying it, that you're learning a lot. Uh, Please let us know how we can be helpful, if we're being helpful. Uh, Go to iTunes if you enjoy us. Um, Give us a five-star rating. Write a nice review. Super excited. We already have 24 five-star reviews and 11 awesome reviews. reviews that folks have have taken the time to fill out which are just great to read and um, really enjoy those so thank you keep those coming you can follow me on twitter at batflipcrazy and the blog is batflipcrazy.com let's get this party started we're gonna get started with a little deep dive on cole calhoun uh, you may notice my voice is a little uh, a little deeper or scratchier than usual. I'm fighting a little bit of a cold here, so I uh, hope you'll bear with me. You may also notice with some of the transitions, I'm going to stick with the, uh, the tomorrow transition. Uh, in Anchor, some folks have said that uh, some of the transitions come through pretty loud with the music, so trying to keep those down. Definitely keep that type of feedback coming. I know we're pretty low-tech right now. Hopefully when I get a little bit of time, We'll be able to uh, to improve that, um, get get a little more sophisticated uh, on the technological side. But for right now, just trying to produce content, get stuff out. So with Cole Calhoun, you know he has had an atrocious uh, full season in 270 plate appearances. He's batting 185. Yeah, that's right, 185. Uh, two, 29 runs, eight home runs, 25 RBIs, four stolen bases. Um, I'm not going to go as in-depth into the skills and some of the batted ball profile issues since this is a waiver wire podcast. And to be honest with you, I might get um, sick diving into Cole Calhoun's because uh, it's, not, it's not pretty for the full season. But let's focus on the last couple weeks because he has been, um, he has been improving. So over the last 20 games, he's hitting 258, 11 runs, 5 home runs, 11 RBIs, no stolen bases. But over his last 10, he's hit, uh, that's up to 286, seven runs, four home runs, nine RBIs. He hit another home run today, and that's not factored into some of the numbers here. He's batting leadoff against right-handed pitchers generally, uh, ninth against left-handed pitchers. So depending on the pitcher, you know, you're either looking at a lot of plate appearances or um, few. The good thing for Calhoun is that over his last 20, 20 games, the skills are definitely improved. He's at 29.2% O swing, which is slightly above average um, in a good way. So uh, slightly better than average, I should say. He's at 81.7% Z contact, which is 
actually below average. But where he's really improved is his hard hit rate and his fly ball rate. He's at 39.6% for his hard hit rate and 45.3% for his fly ball rate, which are both great numbers. And that, I think, really helps explain the home run surge that we've seen, particularly recently. Um, the skills have started to erode over his last 10 games. Uh, they're poor. They're not as good across the board. But that hard hit rate and the fly, fly ball rate are still still there. And so that's really, I think, what's been driving his improvement. And we see that with a 390 expected wobe over his last two weeks. You know, I think Calhoun's on a solid ride. Um, you know, and you, and you want to hop on there while he's hot. I'm not sure if I believe longer term. I definitely believe in improvement over what he's done so far this year. Even X stats will say, will show, you know, he's, he's underperforming his expected average by about 30 points. So, you know, he's not a 185 hitter, but it, it's given him about a, a 220 expected average for the year so far. So not, not great. So I would ride out this hot streak, uh, monitor the skills, see whether they start to, to, to trickle back up. Um, if they continue to, to, to uh, decline, I think, you know, I don't think we're going to see this uh, tremendous surge for an extended period of time. So he's a solid option right now. Ride him while he's hot. In 12-teamers, he's fine, but I don't know if he's really um, going to be a quality enough outfielder for the rest of the season. But, you know, you'll find out. Pick him up, see how he does, and go on from there. So that's a little bit about Cole Calhoun. Next up is Nick Williams, uh, outfielder for the Phillies. He's a guy I'm probably most excited about uh, for folks who are probably on your waiver wire this year, maybe not in fi- uh, or this week, maybe not in 15-team leagues, but Nick Williams is probably out there in most 12-teamers, uh, some in, in 15-teamers. So far this year, he's hitting 251 in 256 plate appearances, 27 runs, 11 home runs, 34 RBIs, two stolen bases. His walk rate's at 7.8%. His K percentage is at 24.6%. So both slightly below um, where we want them to be. What's exciting about Williams is really his development over the last, I don't know, month or so. Williams is a guy who last year had atrocious plate discipline. Close to league worst, both in terms of um, chasing pitches outside the zone and uh, making contact on pitches outside the zone. So he had a 44.6% O-swing percentage last year, um, which you'll remember 30% is league average. So yeah, atrocious. And his Z-contact was at 79.5%, which is about uh, 6% uh, below league average. So... Pretty bad, both in terms of contact and O-swing. Now, he's kind of, I tweeted earlier, you know, how uh, Nick Williams' changes have been dreamy because really this is what we what we hope for, guys. We hope that guys can uh, make the adjustments, change the approach at the plate, uh, become, you know, better baseball players, fantasy relevant in terms of our fantasy teams. So over his last 20 games, Williams is hitting 296, seven runs, three home runs, 13 RBIs, and one stolen base. Over his last 10, he's hitting 333, five runs, two home runs, eight RBIs, zero stolen bases. Now, what's, you know, the outcomes are, are, are strong. Um, we really like the outcomes, but it, what's even more 
What's even better in this instance is the skills. So over his last 20 games, that O swing that we talked about being at 44.6% last year, that's at 29.7%. So actually better than league average, which is awesome. His Z contact is up at 91.7%, which is six points above league average. His hard hit rate's at 32.6%, so still below average. Um, and that fly ball rate is, is low. That's one thing with Williams is his power is limited a little bit by a low fly ball percentage. That's at 29.2%. Now, if you look at over his last 10 games, there's been a little bit of a decline in that O swing. It's at 33.3%. Again, well, uh, much better than it has been previously. But he's been able to hold on to that Z contact at 91.8%. And here's the great part. His hard hip rate is at 42.9%. That fly ball rate has has gone up a few ticks, up to 32%. And hit, and uh, accordingly, his ex-WOBA over that period of time is, is a robust 403. Now, those contact gains are awesome, considering his career Z contact is at 82.7%. Right, So we're talking about nine percentage point increase in that skill uh, most recently in that last 10-game stretch. His O-swing mark for his career is at 42%. Again, 9% increase there. That is awesome. And that hard hit rate is, is really exciting because that's 10% above uh, his career mark. And um, we're starting to see some improvement too in his hard hit fly ball rate. That's at 42.9% uh, this year, which is above average. His barrel per plate appearance has held pretty steady around uh, 5.2 this year, 5.1 last year. So the really exciting part is that Z contact increase, that hard hit rate increase, and you see that fly ball rate trickling up. Those are all really good signs for Williams. He's batting fifth normally in the Phillies lineup, which is a great place. You got Hoskins and Santana ahead of him. So he's batting with a lot of guys on base. So if you're looking for RBIs, you could do a lot worse than uh, picking up uh, Williams, you know, 12 teamers. Maybe, you know, take a look at your your outfield, take a look at your needs, make a determination there. But definitely in deeper leagues, you want to look at, at Williams picking him up this week. Next up is Jorge Bonifacio, outfielder with the Kansas City Royals. Now, Bonifacio is a guy who was kind of the under-the-radar under radar return from uh, PDD suspension. He was suspended for 80 games, so he returned about the same time that uh, his namesake, Jorge Polanco, returned to the Twins. But uh, a lot less fanfare for Bonifacio, but he started out the season really strong in 53 plate appearances. He's, got, he's hitting 306 with six runs, one home run, and eight RBI. He hit that, that home run uh, yesterday. Um, He's been batting second, too, in that lineup. So it's not the best lineup in the world. Uh, leaves a lot to be desired, but he is hitting second. So he's going to get plate appearances, and it's not a bad place to be batting. If you're going to be hitting anywhere in that lineup in front of uh, Mike Moustakas and after Whit Merrifield is probably a good place to be. His skills so far after 12 games are terrific. Um, when I, I mentioned this before, but when I'm looking for batters, I like to look at O-swing for plate discipline, Z-contact for contact, and then look at like fly ball or ground ball rate, essentially how often they're hitting the ball in the air, and then hard hit rate as well. And he's really doing uh, either excellent or at least league average in these. So 23.7% O-swing, uh, which, um, 
which is really great. We love to see that, especially um, last year he was at 31.5%, so around league average. So we've seen an improvement so far. Again, very small sample size, but that is very encouraging. He's coupled that with an 84.2% Z contact, so right around league average. And here's where it gets um, really strong so far. 45.2% fly ball rate, 41.9% hard hit rate, uh, which are both great. When I see uh, 40 plus percent on both of those, uh, it's a very good sign. Last year, he had a pretty nice batted ball profile with above average hard drive and long drive rates. This year, it actually doesn't look as good when you break it down from an X-Stats perspective. Um, his his uh, pop-up percentage is currently at 25%, which is about 7% above uh, league average, which is not good. Remember, those are pretty much automatic outs. But the fact that he has a longer history of hitting the ball in the air at better launch angles, uh, that gives me some hope that that's just you know some, uh, some small sample size variance that we're looking at right there. And if he's able to maintain that um, you know, fly ball rate, that hard hit rate, while he's improving the launch angle, the results could be uh, really good. The results so far, or not necessarily the results, but what we're seeing from, in terms of batted ball, um, uh, K percentage, walk percentage, and his ex-WOBA at 330 over the last two weeks is above average, but over the last week it's up to 400. So he's a guy who's probably unknown, unowned in most leagues based on early season skills and even the outcomes are, are pretty good. He's definitely worth a flyer. Uh, take a shot at him. Um, you know, last year he was able to provide some fairly valuable production in 422 plate appearances, 255, 17 home runs, 55 runs, 40 RBIs. So he's a guy who can definitely help you out in the power department. And batting second, he should get a decent look at counting stats, even though back, batting second for the Royals is like batting, I don't know, seventh in another lineup. But I just made that up, so don't go along with that. But he's a guy who is uh, is valuable. He's showing some really strong skills early on. Jorge Bonifacio, worth a pickup. 12 teams, you know, probably. You know, again, as always, this is always very context-dependent. So take a look at your team, take a look at your needs, make a decision. But in 15-teamers, I think Bonifacio is somebody who should probably be uh, owned and take a take a ride see see what he can give you see whether these skills hold and hopefully he's a pleasant surprise the rest of the season next up we have chad pinder of the oakland a's pinder was a guy who jumped out uh, on this week's ex woba and barrel leaderboards as a guy who's been hitting the ball really well recently but i didn't write him up earlier because i was worried about him losing playing time with the return of matt chapman he had an, a few days off after Chapman returned, but he has played in the last five games now for the A's. One of the benefits of Pinder is that he does have eligibility, depending on where you are, probably at second base, maybe even uh, shortstop, third base, and the outfield. So that allows him both to give players throughout the Oakland lineup a rest and also can be helpful, obviously, for your fantasy team. Pinder, as I mentioned, has been hitting the ball well recently. In his last 20 games, he's batting 290, 12 runs, 5 home runs, 9 RBIs, no stolen bases, and 69 plate appearances. And over the last 10 games, he's up to 321, 6 runs, 3 home runs, and 6 RBIs. Now, his uh, play discipline hasn't been great this year. 
Um, over his last 20 games, he's got a 37.6% O swing, so about 7% above league average, which is not good from a plate participant perspective. But his Z contact is at 84.6%, so about league average. But where Pinder a little bit um, uh, like um, uh, Calhoun, who we talked about earlier, Pinder you know, is really valuable because of the way he's hitting the ball. 49.1% hard hit rate. His hard hit rate for the season is actually 50% even, which is incredible. And his fly ball rate is at 42.9%. Over his last 10 games, that O swing is a little bit better at 33.3%. Z contact down about 5 percentage points, down to 79.5%. That hard hit rate staying steady at 43.5%. That fly ball rate up to 52.2%, which is great. You're going to hit a lot of home runs when you're hitting the ball hard. And you're hitting the ball in the air so much. Pinder is a guy who has jumped out in the past for his batted ball quality. He's got 7.1 barrels per plate appearance. um, uh, Or he did uh, have 7.1% barrels per plate appearance last year. But this year, he's actually 11th in in Major League Baseball among batters with 100 batted balls at 9.6 barrels per plate appearance. uh, 9.6% barrels uh, per plate appearance, which is... uh, uh, Obviously terrific, 11th best in the league for anybody with 100 batted balls. Now his ex woba over the last two weeks is at 448, which is tremendous. So what all of this information is telling us is that here's a guy who, you know, among his skills, he may not have the best plate discipline or contact, but when it comes to the quality of contact that he's making, um, it can be borderline elite. Now, X stats over the season, it's actually really interesting uh, for Pinder, even though you know he's got that high fly ball rate, um, but he is st- under uh, he's underperformed his expected home runs, so 11.2 expected home runs, 10 home runs, but his expected averages is at 279, which is a really pleasant surprise and much higher, 25 points higher than his actual average of 254. So that's actually really encouraging. Is you know with a guy with Pinder's profile, you'd expect not for that not to come with with batting average. So the fact that he's got a 279 expected average this year is definitely encouraging. And one of the reasons he's done that, uh, one of the ways that he's done this is by um, his hard drive rate. He's got an excellent 18% hard drive rate, which is about 7% above league average. Again, those hard drives are those high line drives, low fly balls that tend to go for extra base hits and home runs. And he's also and he's he's helped uh, boost that this year, and generally just improve overall in his batted ball profile by cutting his dribblers. So those poor ground balls, those bad ground balls, he's been able to cut those um, out of his profile significantly, which is really good. Obviously, playing time is an issue with Pinder, but if that opens up, or if the A's continue to find ways to get him in the lineup five or six times a week, you know maybe five times a week. Um, you know, he's a guy who can provide a lot of value, especially in deeper leagues. If you're looking for home runs, um, you know, he's a guy who who definitely can um, can help you out. So that's a little bit about Chad Pinder. 12-teamers, you know, I don't think you have to really look at, at Pinder, but in some of the deeper leagues, if you're looking for power, um, home runs especially, but um, just overall production has been has been very good when he's been playing. He's a guy who might be able to help you out, especially with that multi-position eligibility. 
I'm going to do a quick dive now on three players, Mark Trumbo, Mark Kanya, and uh, Elias Garcia. Won't go into as much of depth, but these are folks that uh, people on Twitter raise as kind of question marks for me to dive into on, on the waiver wire. So we'll dive in pretty quickly. So Trumbo, over his last 20 games, his hard hit rate and his fly ball rate are around 40%. Um, so he's making decent contact. He's also uh, been able to couple that with some improved plate discipline, and I think that's why You've seen recently he, um, he's gotten some, uh, some headlines or he's at least been in the news because he's been on a little bit of a home run binge, which um, is solid. Now his, um, his hard hit rate overall, his hard hit fly ball rate this year is up, uh, up to 39.7%, which is slightly above average. Um, it's around 38, 39% for average, um, which is closer to his 45.7%, which is what he had in his monster year in 2016. His barrels are also back up from 4.8% last year. They're at 7.7% uh, this year, but not quite at that 10.5% uh, level he set in 2016. And he's been doing all right uh, the last couple weeks, uh, 357 expected WOBA. So if you're really looking, if you're desperate for power um, and you don't mind taking a little bit of a hit to batting average, uh, Trumbo could be your guy. Getting RBIs in the Orioles lineup is always a challenge. Uh, given they've got so many low OBP guys on that team. And with Machado leaving, you know, God knows that that offense is going to be atrocious. But he's a guy who can definitely, we know that he he can hit home runs. He can hit home runs in bunches. He seems to be coming down a little bit from that, um, uh, from the really hot period that he had. So not sure if you really want to pick him up now, but if you are desperate for power, he's a guy who you can look at in 12-teamers, obviously in 15-teamers, you know, he's going to be owned, but if he does happen to be for some reason on the waiver wire there, uh, definitely worth a pickup. Kanya is a guy who has made some dramatic uh, adjustments this year and, and has seen uh, improvements as a result. His uh, Z contact is up um, across the full season. It's up 7% uh, over the season, and his O swing is down 5% this season, so he's making uh, improvements uh, in terms of both his plate discipline and his contact. Over his last 20 games, that Z contact is up at 91.6%, so well above league average. And he also has um, improved plate discipline at 30.2%. Again, that's about league average, but much better than he's been uh, in the past. And then his fly ball rate is at 42.3%. His hard rate rate is at 36.5%. He's a guy who, again, a couple weeks ago, uh, you would have seen him on the ex-Woba leaderboards. He's just been um, really hot. Hit a home run today. Had, had a great, um, or yesterday, it's today now, because this is early morning on the 15th. But uh, he had a home run yesterday. He had a great uh, quote about he initially apologized for bat flipping on the home run, and then he backtracked. And he said, you want to know something? I'm not sorry about bat flipping, which is great. You know, we... Uh, we're bat flip crazy because we like to see enthusiasm out there. You know, we want to see guys um, competing. You know, we want to see guys when they do well celebrating, right? That's the type of excitement we want to see on the baseball field. And he shouldn't have to apologize uh, for that. If pitchers don't want to see him bat flipping, then strike him out, do your little celebration or whatnot. So the key for him uh, really this year in his batted ball profile has been a huge drop. I mean, a huge drop in his pop-up rate. So 
he was way above league average. League average is about 17% for pop-ups. Those are those automatic outs. He was at 29% last year, which is insanely high. He's been able to drop that 12% down to league average, which is great. Xstats believes the average right now. Um, so, you know, 250s or so hitter. Um, but the power is, is also uh, legit. 12.1 expected home runs with his 11 actual home runs. And he's got a 398 expected Wover over the last two weeks. So he's still hitting well over the last two weeks. Um, hasn't been as hot as he was a little bit before then. Um, but again, playing pretty well, playing every day, batting second um, recently in that A's lineup. That's a great spot to be. So Kanye's a guy, I'd even give him a shot, you know, in 12-teamers, uh, unless you're... Um, You've got a, a decent amount of depth. Obviously, it depends on how many bench spots you have. But take a look at him if you're looking for an outfielder, if you're looking for a little bit of power. Um, he's a guy who might be able to help you out. 15-teamers, again, guy who can help you out. And some power won't hurt you too much in the average. Uh, counting stats could be decent given where he's batting in that Oakland A's lineup. And finally, we're going to go after Elias Diaz, catcher for the Pirates. You know, Diaz was on fire um, when he was filling in for uh, Francisco Cervelli when he was out injured. D- Diaz is a guy that I've liked for a while just because he's got really solid, he's got solid play discipline, 29% or so O-swing, but he makes a lot of contact and he makes a lot of contact at really good um, uh, launch angles. So um, X-Stats absolutely loves him. His average is currently 280. He's got a 327 expected average through X-Stats. He's a guy, plate appearances is really going to be the question mark with Francisco Cervelli um, there. You know, who knows um, what the Pirates will do. They're obviously looking towards the future uh, for this year. Maybe Cervelli, who knows, maybe he gets traded at the deadline. Um, maybe um, you know they just decide to give Diaz a more extended look. But he's a guy who I think if he's playing has, has the opportunity to be a top 15 catcher just because of the average powers you know, decent and, um, you know, uh, catching depth is, is what it is. So Elias uh, Diaz is definitely an interesting, uh, interesting play. Um, and, uh, and a guy to look at in two catcher leagues. Um, if you're looking for a really deep second catcher or, you know, if he does start getting regular starts, um, you know, maybe two out of every three, something like that, he has the possibility of being a top 15 uh, catcher, I think. So that's a little bit, a uh, quick, quick rundown on Mark Trumbo, Mark Kanya, Elias Garcia, three interesting options, uh, mostly in deeper leagues. Um, Trumbo, definitely 12 and 15 teamers. Um, so hope that was helpful there for the hitters. We are now going to dive into some of the waiver wire pitchers for this week. Right. First up on our pitcher waiver wire options is Annabelle Sanchez of the Atlanta Braves. He's got a 260 ERA in 65.2 uh, innings pitch this year, 62 strikeouts. So about a K an inning, a 1.002 whip, uh, which is awesome. If we look at some of his ERA estimators, FIP has him at 3.64. Uh, we got XFIP at 402 and Sierra at 388. And we'll get into a little bit. Um, it'll be pretty clear why there's such a gap between his ERA and some of his ERA estimators um, when we get into his uh, 
his BABIP and his uh, home run per fly ball. So, so far, Sanchez has been a really pleasant surprise for the Braves. Obviously, the Braves are a decent team to pitch for with that offense. Um, he has four wins so far. Uh, he's a guy who, if he is able to maintain uh, what he's been able to do, I think you can expect him to get a decent amount of wins. He doesn't pitch too deeply into games, but um, you know he's good for, uh, for six innings or so. Um, he's got a, uh, in terms of skills, he's got a 30, 30.5% O-swing, so right around league average. 9.5% swinging strike, so about 1% below average swinging strike rate. 65.3% first pitch strike, which is about 5% above league average. So that's really good from a control perspective. His zone percentage is about 3% below league average at 40.4%. Um, but, you know, remember with that O swing at about league average, zone a little below average. He doesn't get too many people to swing um, at pitches outside the zone, just about league average. Um, so that's one thing to factor in when we think about control. He has an above average 16.4% strikeout minus walk rate, which is solid. Um, now, he's been successful really this year. You know, the strikeouts aren't terrific, as we've seen by the swinging strike rate and the strikeout uh, strikeouts per inning. But um, he does, he's got a 240 BABIP. He's really been doing an excellent job at managing contact. And he also has an 81.4% left on base percentage. So both of these numbers kind of raise a little bit of flags, not necessarily red flags, because we want to dig into exactly why they are. You know, has he earned that um, or not so far? Um, he also has a 9.9% home run per five ball, right? Which is why that XFIP uh, number doesn't like him very much. Contact management, as I mentioned, has been the key. And he's got a 23.6% soft contact rate, which is about 5% above league average, which is solid. And his hard contact rate at 27.5% is about 8% below league average. So he's generating not only more soft contact uh, than league average, but also significantly less hard contact as well. So that kind of shows where he's going from a contact management perspective. And Xstats actually likes where he's at so far. So he has a 272 WOBA. Xstats gives him a 271 expected um, on base average. And that is um, due to, um, it expects him actually to do have a lower uh, BABIP, um, but to have given up more home runs, 8.5 expected home runs versus um, seven home runs that he's actually <coughs> given up. Now, he's been. Uh, he's improved his contact by getting a lot of bad ground balls. So 30.9% uh, dribbler rate, which is really good. That's about that's 6% above league average, which is 24.6%. And he's got a slightly above average pop-up rate at 18.5%. The key is a 32.1% poor hit rate via X stats, which is about 6.5%, um, 6.3%. 6 um, above league average. So he is generating a lot of poor contact. How he's been doing that, he's got a cutter that he's now using, which has been a really great pitch for him. Opponents have an 11 WRC plus on the pitch, including a 172 Woba, which is awesome. And then he's also got a changeup, which has a 43 WRC plus, um, 219 Woba. Those have been his two best pitch up pitches. The changeup is really his knockout pitch. So that's his Strikeout pitch, he's got it's got a 19.2% swinging strike rate, 48.1% um, uh, O swing rate, which is really good. And that cutter has has really been important. It's got a 7.8% swinging strike rate, so it's not generating a ton of whiffs. It's just generating, um, you know, as you saw from that that 
172 Woba, just really generating some poor contact. Uh, and I think the cutter is also really key because it's a newer pitch for him, and it's allowed him to fade his sinker and his uh, four-seam fastball, or at least his sinker, um, both of which are, are below-average pitches. So Sanchez is one of these guys who's a little hard to judge because the results have been great so far, and, and the batted ball quality actually supports that, but it is really hard to maintain that um, poor contact, especially when, when folks are making contact at, at about an average or even above league average um, rate. So what I'd say is he's a solid add in deeper leagues, especially playing on a, on a Braves team, which should give him a decent amount of uh, run support. He is uh, okay in shallower leagues. You know, he's be, he'd be a guy that I'd consider uh, streaming or looking at if you're really desperate for pitching. But because of that contact manage, uh, because of that contact, he relies so much on managing contact, you know, it's a lot harder to predict whether he's going to be um, successful moving forward. So he's a guy in deeper leagues I'd be adding, you know, monitoring closely. Um, you know, but, but uh, you know, he's a guy who... You know, you're going to have to look past the name and his really poor performance over the last couple of years to see a guy who, who at least at this point in time, is providing, you know, solid above average production. And, you know, so monitor, watch what he's doing, make sure that contact, um, he's continuing to contact that. But he's a guy who at the first sign, you know, of him starting to get hit a little hard, may mean the league is, has made some adjustments to what he's throwing this, this uh this year and and so if that starts to happen then i wouldn't i wouldn't be i wouldn't wait too long um to drop him back onto the waiver wire but in deeper leagues he's a solid add at this point in the season next up is for uh Felix Peña who a couple folks asked about um on uh, twitter he is uh pitching for the angels and he's gotten um Five starts in uh, so far, uh, really short starts, uh, sm- uh, low number of innings pitched uh, per start as he's coming out of the bullpen. But in 26 and a third innings pitched, he's got a 342 ERA, 133 whip, 32 Ks for a really solid 10.94 Ks per nine. His walk minus, his K minus walk percentage is really strong at 20.4%. And he is um, his ERA estimators, um, uh, FIP of 3.82, uh, and then a XFIP of uh, 3.15, and a Sierra of 3.26. So Sierra and XFIP uh, like him a lot more than uh, FIP does. When we take a look at the skills, the skills are, are really strong. Uh, over in those five starts that I mentioned, he's got a 33% O swing percentage, which is uh, 3% above league average, about 13.8% swinging strike rate, so about 3% above average there. Love to see that high swinging strike rate. 68% first pitch strike, which is strong, and then a uh, 41.5% zone percentage. So one thing uh, to note in those starts, obviously moving from the bullpen uh, to become a starter, it's hard to maintain your fastball velocity, and his has been uh, trending down. It's down about half a mile per hour at this point, but um, it's been trending down since he started um, uh, throwing. 
you know, the issue for Pena has really been uh, the quality of contact that he gives up. So he's got a 328 BABIP, and that's actually supported by a 330 expected BABIP. So he's really getting hit hard. He's also got an 85.5% strand rate, which is way, way uh, above league average, which is right around 72%. <coughs> and it's actually kind of, if he were to maintain that, that would be probably the best among starting pitchers. So you can expect that to go down, which will really impact um, his ERA. And his hard hit rate, you know, kind of shows you why that BABIP is, is high, You're at, or at least that quality contact is being made. Uh, it is at 45.1%. And he's given up lots of hard drives, which we don't like to see, at 16.9%, so about 6% above league average. <coughs> Excuse me. As you can tell, I'm, my voice is kind of given out a little bit as I uh, make my way through the podcast. You know, the thing about Pena is, you know, he's a former reliever. He's now moving into the starting lineup. Folks are going to get a better look at him. And one of my major concerns for him is that, number one, he's not throwing a ton of innings. So he's throwing, you know, four to five innings per start. So that kind of limits his value a little bit, both in terms of wins, but then also in terms of, you know, the Ks that he's going to give you. And I think one of the... um, Really big problems, too, is that he doesn't really have a third pitch. So he's got a fastball and a sinker for his hard stuff. Um, and he's got a slider that he throws a decent amount of the time, about <coughs> 36% of the time. But he only throws his changeup 5.2% of the time. So he's really a two-pitch guy, which is okay in the bullpen. But when you move into the starting rotation, that's going to create problems because batters will adjust, they'll know what's coming, and they will hit it hard. So... As I mentioned, there's not a ton of upside with him. You know, the skills look really, really solid. But I think he's one of these guys who's a major chance every time he takes the mound for a huge blow-up, uh, given some of the quality of contact issues that he gives up. You know, even so far, you know, with what he's done, he's got a 322 Woba, um, 337 expected uh, on-base average. So he's a guy I'm just going to steer clear of. I don't think there's enough upside uh, to really counteract what, how much damage he could do uh, to some of your ratios with a couple bad starts. So that's been Felix Pena. I'd stay away from him. You know, if you're desperate for pitching in deeper leagues, 15 teamers, take a look at him. In deeper leagues than 15 teamers, you know, obviously with those skills, uh, take a shot at it. But I really don't see. Um, I really see uh, some red flags here, and I think the damage that he can produce far outweighs. Uh, the benefits that he could provide. Next up is Derek Rodriguez of the San Francisco Giants. Um, Rodriguez has been a pleasant surprise uh, so far this year. In 46 and two-thirds innings, he's got a 289 ERA, a 124 whip, 37 Ks in those 46.2 innings. Uh, That's good for, uh, well, not good for, I guess bad for, uh, particularly at this point in baseball, but for 7.14 K per nine. He's got a 12.1% K minus uh, walk rate, which is below league average. And his ERA estimators, his FIP is 3.42, XFIP of 4.23, and a Sierra of 4.27. So uh, they don't really like him uh, that much. And I uh, I definitely agree. Um, he's got a 30.8% 
0.0 swing, so about league average. His swinging strike rate is at 9.3%, uh, 56.6% first pitch strike, which is well below average. So he's got below average swinging uh, uh, whiff rate. And he's got a uh, well below average first pitch strike. 44.4% of his pitches are in the zone. Um, he's got a 296 BABIP right now, 75.7% left on base rate. Uh, both of those look, you know, completely normal. Uh, last Over his last five, um, he's got a 33.2% O swing, so that's actually gone up, but his swinging strike rate has gone down. It's 8%, which is uh, pretty bad. That's about 2.5% below league average, which... I, to be honest with you, I generally stay away from... There's very few pitchers, if any pitchers, who um, I stick with that have a swinging strike rate that low. When you generate contact, particularly in this day and age, normally it isn't good. His first pitch strike is at 55.9%, 56%, which is about 4% below league average. Again, uh, not very good. Um, he has, um, when you look at his repertoire, he actually has four pitches that are below um, 100 WRC+, which is great. But his problem is that he doesn't have a knockout pitch. You know, the highest swinging strike rate on pitches, he has a 13.3% swinging strike rate on a changeup. You know, that's above league average. But when we look at, um, I don't have the rates for changeups, but when we look at secondary stuff, when we're looking for a knockout pitch, you know, we're really talking 15% 20 to 20%, um, you know, for those types of pitches. 12.6% swinging strike on his four seam, which is really good uh, for a fastball. So that is one thing to consider. He has a weird pitch mix, though. Um, his sinker is getting destroyed, but he's throwing it more often recently, um, despite the four-seamer being a, a better pitch as it looks. You could, I could see some success if he were to throw that four-seamer more and increase the usage of his curve as well. It's been great at limiting contact. It's not a, a strikeout pitch. Uh, it's a pitch to contact, but he's got a 70% ground ball rate on, that, um, on his curveball. Uh, Xstat supports what he's done so far. So his uh, three, 307 WOBA um, is supported by a 303 expected WOBA. But I'm going to take a pass on Rodriguez. That low swinging strike rate, the poor control metrics, there is some red flags. And guys who give up that much contact, I just don't see him being successful. He actually does have a solid... Uh, <coughs> Um, expected WOBA over the last month, but, you know, I, I just can't see with the stuff that I'm, I'm looking at that he's going to continue to be successful, um, doing that. So he's a guy, you know, if you're desperate for pitching, if you're looking for a guy who can just give you, I don't know, maybe decent ratios or decent ERA, he might be a good guy to give you a shot at, but he's not going to be giving you a lot of K's. The whip isn't going to be too good with those control metrics and the fact that he put, that a lot of balls get put in play off of him. So, um, you know, I would I would take a pass on Rodriguez, even in a 15-team league. But again, if you're desperate for pitching, um, you can take a look at him. I'm going to cover some guys um, quickly in a second who, and I'll mention guys that I would prefer probably over Rodriguez as I as I go through um, as I go through them. So that has been Derek Rodriguez of the San Francisco Giants. Um, only an option really in deeper leagues, 15-teamers. Uh, again, uh, too, many, um, too much contact for me. 
control metrics point towards regression in that walk rate. So um, I'm, uh, I'm going to take a pass on him. Next up are some quick hits on Eric Lauer, Wade LeBlanc, and Derek Holland. Again, not going to dive in as deeply on these three guys, just to give you a little sense of what I'm seeing in the profile and a recommendation. So uh, for Eric Lauer, um, he of uh, the Padres, he has pitched well over his last five games. Um, he actually pitched uh, really well, dominated the Dodgers uh, in his last start, which was a really great sign to see. In his last five games, he's got a 65% first pitch strike rate, a 44.9% zone rate, which is really good uh, in terms of control on both of those metrics. He's got an 11.5% swing strike rate over that time as well, and a 31.6% O swing. So both of those are about 1% above average. So across the board, solid control metrics, above average strikeout metrics as well. When you look at the actual outcomes over those last five, He's got 30.2 uh, innings pitched, or 30 and two-thirds innings pitched, uh, 1.76 ERA, a 1.14 whip, and a 224 strikeouts in that period of time. He's also got a 303 um, expected WOBA in those last five starts. You know, those are all um, pretty solid numbers. The K rate uh, remains low despite the, some of the um, solid uh, strikeout metrics like the swinging strike rate. So he's a guy I actually, um, you know, like a decent amount if you're really desperate for uh, pitching in deeper leagues like a 15-teamer. He's a guy I would consider um, going up against some of the uh, weaker matchups, um, pick him up, monitor how he does moving forward. But there's some, there's some really interesting stuff uh, in there. And if you look at his... Um, some of those skills, like his swinging strike rate, I think it jumps up to 12.5% over his last three starts. So those strikeout, that strikeout um, rate should, uh, should increase um, if that stays there. So he's an interesting guy, worth a pickup in some deeper leagues if you're desperate for pitching, um, probably unowned in pretty much all leagues, uh, 15 um, and uh, under. Maybe... Um, I think he's got like a 40% own rate in 15-team league, something like that. But anyways, that's Eric Lauer. Wade LeBlanc, he's really a hard pass for me. Um, he's been around for a while, never really had an, an excellent season, at least recently. He's already He's got a 333 expected on-base average, which is uh, below average for a starting pitcher. None of the skills really jump out. Um, he's got some improved control and a lower walk, walk, walk rate. Um, but he's a major liability. His K per nine is under seven. He's got a 348 expected uh, weighted on base average over the last month, according to Baseball Savant. He's a guy that I'm really passing on. I don't think I would uh, trust him from a uh, ratio perspective, and he's not going to get you any Ks. So I think the upside is is really limited. I'd rather stick in a really strong middle reliever than uh, trust LeBlanc. Derek Holland's another guy. I mentioned him a couple weeks back, and He's been uh, good, pretty solid recently. Over his last five, five games, the skills look great. 33.9% O swing, 13.9% swinging strike rate, which is great. 73% first pitch strike. A lot of that is based on the, the slider and curve, which both have high swinging strike rates that he's throwing more often as well, which is a great sign. The results have been good too. 21 inning pitch, 27 Ks. Um, the uh, whip is not great at 1.38, but 
but he has a 22.5% K minus walk rate, uh, 280, uh, 281 wi- uh, FIP and XFIP. They line up at 2.181. Um, so a lot to like there in Holland. There is a traffic jam in the Giants lineup. So he's been pitching occasionally from the bullpen in addition to starting. So he's a guy to monitor. If he gets in that um, rotation, he's not a guy. He's a guy I don't mind um, having in 15-team leagues to, to put out there um, if you need pitching. I think the, the strikeouts uh, should stay decent if he continues with the pitch mix that he has right now. And pitching in uh, uh, AT&T will help him out a little bit um, there. So Derek Holland is a guy that I like too. If I were to rank uh, Lauer, LeBlanc, and Holland, I'd probably go Holland, Lauer, uh, Le, uh, LeBlanc, um, sorry, LeBlanc, um, LeBlanc um, in that order. Um, somebody also asked about Corbin Burns. You know, he's only got four innings pitched, um, I believe, so far. It's hard to really judge him um, off of that. He's got about a 12% swinging strike rate. But I do know somebody who is a huge Corbin Burns fan, uh, Smada, if you follow him on Twitter. Uh, his um, handle is at Smada, S-M-A-D-A underscore B-B. Uh, you can hit Smada up and ask him about Corbin Burns. He's been uh, talking him up all year long, and he's super excited uh, that he's been called up and pitching well. So um, kudos to Smada on that, and um, uh, hit him up uh, if you're looking for some advice on uh, Mr. Corbin Burns. So that's quick uh, quick hits on Lauer, LeBlanc, and uh, Holland. Um, again, Holland, Lauer, and LeBlanc in that order. Uh, for me, of those three, we also went over uh, Annabelle Sanchez, Felix Pena, and Derek Rodriguez in a little bit more depth. So that's it for uh, the Pitching Waiver Wire. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. That'll wrap us up for episode nine. I think I might've actually said eight at the beginning. This is actually episode nine of the Batflip Crazy podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening. We covered a ton of guys on the waiver wire. As I mentioned before, check out the previous week's waiver wire pod episodes if you're interested they have some guys on there who are probably um, or could be still on your waiver wire uh, that I went over um, covered in depth Um, if you enjoyed this show if you enjoy our podcast um, please uh, give us a five-star rating write us a nice review Uh, it means a lot to us you can follow me on twitter at batflipcrazy and the blog is batflipcrazy.com over the next couple of days, I'm going to try to get out a second half uh, preview pod. I've had a number of people ask um, for some pitchers and hitters I think are going to do well in the second half. So I'll do a bunch of research between now and then, but hope to get a podcast up before the second half starts. That'll go into that. That should be a lot of fun. I uh, love doing some of that uh, prediction stuff. So thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. I know you could be listening to a lot of different things right now and just really appreciate uh, all the support that we've gotten. It's really been, been great. So thanks for listening. Best of luck with all of your fantasy, uh, fantasy baseballing.